Though this podcast is hosted by two mental health professionals, We Can't Adult contains our guests and our own personal, potentially biased opinions. We do not claim to be providing therapeutic advice, but rather ideas that you should research yourself further or discuss with a therapist. We are discussing these topics independently from the opinions and beliefs of our employers. Five, four, four three, two, one. Four. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> doing a great job. We're doing a great we job. We are doing a great job. We, we are adulting so well. <laughs> We, yes. are, we are on brand. Katie, Mary's been with us for one episode now, and she's already said the name of the podcast before <laughs> we, we even thought to. You so. haven't even known me long enough to understand <laughs> how my brain works. Oh, see, so, this is, yeah. This is why she's the perfect, perfect guest. I'm yeah. fun, okay? Very I also fun. listen to way too many podcasts (laughs) well let's shake things up this time let's have mary introduce herself first yeah yay (laughs) who are you i'm mary i used to be your roommate in college um (laughs) you as in katie (laughs) yeah i was about to say katie you should know who she is i also refuse to call you by your actual name and we'll call you harris because that's how i've known you and that's fair it's, it's just weird to call you Katie. I'm sorry. Um, it's fine. Pronouns are she and her. Uh, I ad- identify as a Asian American bisexual disaster. Um, <laughs> Perfect. What else? Uh, have worked in human services for quite some time, taking a break from that and working as office staff at a medical office right now. So, because my brain just kind of, kind of imploded during the pandemic, and now this is part of self care, and to recover from burnout is to not work in high stakes um, setting of direct human services care. Mm, I'm I'm okay with being support staff of office things and making sure we have staples. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. And Absolutely. answering the phone. <laughs> I, I do envy that, that in general, <laughs> just all of what <laughs> you just said. I love, I love my job and the kids I work with, but some days I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be nice just to spend a summer just picking stuff up and putting it down and that being my job. <laughs> I told Lauren about the breakdown that I had in the Walgreens where I just stood there staring at nail polish and thinking about like, maybe I'll just go back to working at Payless. (laughs) But but But, Payless is gone. There's no Payless anymore. So I guess I have to continue being a therapist. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So So we've also got Katie. Yay. (laughs) Katie and China are here. Yes. Hi. Or Hello. as Mary will refer to me, a lot like Max. Max did the same thing. It calls me Harris because back in college and high school, there was so very many Katies in the world. It was just easier. It was just mm-hmm. easier to call me by my last name. Um, 
I mean, I could have called you by your, by the nickname I gave you in college. So (laughs) yeah, that one's no longer, um, applicable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, because I haven't actually been sick in like at least a year. And also we're not stuffed in, in there like sardines in a brick building with questionable everything. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) My um my ex-boyfriend Nick, who I've talked about on this podcast, um, there were so many Nicks when we were growing up that one of our friends, Will, actually, was like, I'm not gonna call you Nick. Your name is Watson. Um, Perfect. So so for no reason everybody called him Watson. Um, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And we seem to be on a theme of having my ex-roommates join us. So, you know, maybe we'll just, you know, zoom through all of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I'd love to have Jeff on. <laughs> I would love to have Miller be on the podcast. Yes, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to convince her. Um, I can be on the podcast with Miller. Ooh, that would be great. It would be complete, we'll just... utter chaos. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 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 It, it feels like Miller needs to happen because one, we talk about her so much. I do. And then two, I've lived with her more times than anybody else but my current partner. So. Or what if we start a uh, rumor that she's not real? <gasps> like, we had Yeti. somebody like that in college. Who? <laughs> I don't remember. Goldfish brain. Um. yeah you might not have been a part of the 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 crew at that point but um I think his name was uh Phaser that's not a real person I remember I actually yeah we did it which is why he was pretend (laughs) 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 no he was somebody that was a part of our friend group before Mary and I had joined that friend group and Katie Miller um subsequently as well so and they had very few pictures and all of these great stories of all of these gaming accomplishments. And we're just like, it's not real. Mythical creature. Real. Just a mythical creature. When I, before Zeb and I got together, we knew each other mostly online. Like we played video games together and it was always him and Preston. And so there was a period of time where I wasn't convinced that he and Preston weren't the same person. I now understand that they are different people. Extremely different. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not convinced that Preston and Christian are the same person. Oh, Preston and Christian are different people. (laughs) Have you ever seen them in the same room? No. I have. She has not. But um, they bicker like an old married couple. It's one of my favorite pastimes, just listening. (laughs) yes it's great so are we gonna kick off with some fails let's do it i can go first i suppose okay all righty because mine is ginormous and that's because i neglected to take pills for about three or four days Mm -hmm. anybody who's been on any kind of antidepressants will know how terrible that was of a forgetful moment for me Um, I have spent the past three days mostly in bed, barely speaking to anybody and just kind of Mm. hoping that I made it past it and for a while not knowing why. (laughs) So, 
And it's not even like I hadn't bought the pills. They just didn't end up in my, you know, daily pill sorter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was bad. That was bad. That sounds so terrible. Bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, at first I didn't know what was going on because it's like, okay, well, it's not period related because it's the middle of my cycle and nothing terrible has happened lately. Nothing more stressful than the past year has been. And then I go to refill my pills and I'm like, you know, this pill bottle has a lot in it. <laughs> so that was... That was fun because, yeah, that meant nothing but the bare minimum of work at work got done. So, and I was in a sad, sad place for no reason because I did it to myself. Yeah. <laughs> but it does remind me of how, no, still not fun, but it does remind me of how much I need them. So, yeah, don't, don't ever go off of your medications without doctor approval. Right. <laughs> because bad things you're on happen. them, bad things happen. You know, you start feeling good and you might think, oh, well, I can. Yeah. You might think that, oh, well, I'm feeling better. Um, so I can just stop taking my medications. And... I've definitely been there. Yeah. I've definitely and... been there. And I've had my doctor be like, so this time you're going to go for a year before you... <laughs> try this again right yeah I was like no worries no worries here I got yeah. the message loud and clear yeah <laughs> I guess for me I I have always known how much once I did start improving that I'm like oh these things are doing everything I want them to be doing I am mm -hmm. never letting them go <laughs> I mean, I definitely had that too. I, I remember when my meds started kicking in and, and I, I think I told you about how like the, the voices in my head became much quieter. And I was like, this was it. This was out of what I've been needing. Um, but then, you know, after a while, I was like, maybe I've got the skills now to manage this on my own. Um, no, so that's not necessarily how how like brains work all of the time yes yeah so that was my wonderful adulting fail which led to so many other adulting fails this past week um, do you want me to go next or is it mary's turn i don't care either way I mean, I'm going to encourage Mary to go next. Okay. Just because that means that you don't have to go last and then first. Um, so my adulting fail is because of how this past two weeks have been. I've taken terrible care of myself. Like basic human functions of eating, drinking water. I still shower, so there's that at least. Um <laughs> got so bad this week that I uh, got severely dehydrated this week because oh. we're getting COVID vaccinations at the place that, that I work. And for some reason, we were only expecting like 20, like 20 vaccinations to give out during the week that we would have it. I guess yeah. someone moved the decimal point and we got 200 doses. 
So Ooh. they expire very quickly within the week. So like once they're thawed, you have to use them in six hours. So mm-hmm. it's been utter chaos. So I my my job as office staff is to check people in, make the packets and and yeah. to supervise them so they don't pass out. And if they do, I have to administer the EpiPen. That hasn't happened yet, thankfully. Oh, good. But uh, <laughs> but that also meant like me running around uh, just doing all the things because other things happened at the office that were just just made made the COVID vaccinations um, be a little bit more complicated. So I forgot to drink water and I became a bad houseplant. A very bad houseplant. Yes, you need to take care of yourself the way you should take care of a houseplant, which is lots of sun, lots of water. Mm -hmm. And like speak nicely to it. And you speak nicely to it. That's great. Instead, I played (laughs) video games and became a couch potato. And I was just like, I can't. My brain is tired. Thankfully, my dogs were there to be like, Mom, are you okay? Oh, yeah. That's the great thing about pets. You have to take care of them, even if you're not taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Which then that's a tiny win. Yay. You know? yeah. oh, tiny sorry. win. It's okay. <laughs> but I I went to Target and got one of those uh, like hydration multipliers that it's advertised on every single podcast. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's working because I feel like I actually am not a dead eucalyptus plant, I guess. Is that perfect? Yes, maybe. I don't know that right plant to describe (laughs) myself. Yeah. I don't think eucalyptus plants need a lot of water, but the fact that you were a dying eucalyptus plant says a lot. (laughs) Yeah, that speaks volumes. (laughs) Because they don't need a lot to begin with. But please, someone correct me because I'm just assuming that's the truth because they live in Australia. And at least half of Australia is pretty dry. Most of Australia is dangerous. Oh, yeah. It's all danger. It's all danger. Okay, completely unrelated. But I found out that there's a plant that can kill you just by touching it. Or being even within like a one foot radius of it and you can breathe it in. And yeah. That's not surprising to me. No. Shout out to Aaron Mankey's podcast. I think it was the Cabinet of Curiosities. I love all of his podcasts. (laughs) Uh. Australia also has adorable animals with pockets, built-in pockets, and they just want to kill you. I was about to say, they're deadly too. Like, it's just a big trap. Don't go. It's a bad idea. Australia was a mistake. I'm sorry, Australians. It was. (laughs) We love Australians. The the continent, though, needs some redecorating. Wait, I'm going to further derail this. Did you see that Bindi Irwin had her baby? Yes. (laughs) No! She had her bed. Steve Irwin is a grandpa. And Uh, is that not the best news you've ever heard? We could probably end this episode now. Yeah, clearly. Irwin is a grandpa. Oh, I'm going to cry. That's adorable. Isn't it? I'm sure that they are the cutest. And I'm going to have to go look up what this baby looks like. I really hope she puts it in a koala onesie. I'm just saying. She's probably got some of the cutest like the onesie that she posted, I do follow her on Instagram. Yeah. 
and the onesie that she posted in her like birth announcement post it had like a bear on it it was so cute I just had yeah, a so I mean like they're good but everything else I just had the greatest image she gets a kangaroo onesie and he could be the roux yeah in the pocket oh if he's still small enough for Halloween that'll be perfect or at day, if they're still small enough for. I mean, you can make it work if you try really hard. Yeah, true. You could put a five-year-old in a in a little roo pocket. It, they just really will hate you it. You could put me in a roo pocket. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, that's the challenge that I'm putting out into the universe. Perfect. <laughs> the new that TikTok craze. <laughs> I let's start a craze. I don't know how to TikTok. I am that type of old millennial person. You too. I don't. That's another thing Christian's been trying to get me into. And I'm like, I just don't, just don't understand it. I mean, I watch it for the memes, but I I just, I'm like, I, I don't understand this, but I will watch this cat just (laughs) sing the Sandman song because that's still my favorite one. (laughs) Very good. Uh, yeah, Miller keeps sending us different TikTok memes, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'll watch them. I don't, I, don't, mm. I mean I'm to old. watch them, and then I forget to. So what do I, what do I do for my fail? Do I do like the little one, or do I do like the bigger one? What's the choice? What uh, are we doing today? Neither uh, of them are that big. <laughs> just eeny, meeny, miny, moe. So so it's not even like really a fail, but I'm going through one of the phases that I go through every so often where I just want to change everything about myself. Um, so it's like an existential crisis. Um, but as I've said, I've had many of them, so I'm used to it. Uh, and I don't know if it'll, I don't know if I'll change anything. I did, I got my haircut, um, but it was trimmed. Um, now you got your Zoe Deschanel bangs that you were looking for. Yeah. Well, and I've had bangs off and on. Yeah. It's one of those, like, I don't know. And I don't know if it's because I just turned 30, but I'm like, I want to shake things up a little bit. She's a baby, Mary. Once you turn 30, uh, you just have zero fucks officially. <laughs> I have been there. <laughs> but We've like, been there for a while. But like, you get like something in the mail that says you're allowed to give no fucks once you turn oh man when does that happen um well with the post office right now i'm there's certain packages i'm still waiting on so that's okay yeah all right oh, gosh. i look forward to wait it. it might be in the suez canal without oh, big yeah <laughs> it circles around to our conversation before we started perfect <laughs> I'm fun. It's always fun to come full circle. You are. I, I mean, you're one of like three people I still talk to from college. So, <laughs> and that's for a reason. I feel so honored. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> that's a great segue though, into why, why we have Mary here today. Aside from the fact that she's one of the three people that you still talk to from college, you felt that Mary had something of value for our audience. Yeah. Absolutely. I, it's because I've known Mary so long, I think that sort of our, we, we have a lot of similar adulting fails. <laughs> so 
um, which always drove me crazy in college, I will admit to you, Mary, is that we have uh, very anxious brains. <laughs> yeah, anxious yeah. and depressed brains yeah. in one tiny cinder block room. <laughs> uh, that yeah, that was a bad idea. <laughs> it was. Which, again, segue, I've seen what they have made our old college rooms into, and I hate them. Wait. Because they made them so nice, and we literally <laughs> How left. How dare they? They're oh, supposed yeah. to suffer like we right. did and have existential crisis in the quad at three o'clock in the morning after <laughs> having their stats, re- like, research paper crash because oh. that sucks. And... A random stranger <sighs> takes pity on you and gives you coffee. Oh, yeah, that was that was a time. Uh, and very specific experience. <laughs> yeah, very specific experience. But you know what? It's one I think most people who've been to college can at least identify with to some extent. <laughs> I mean, I you never really once cool. lived in a dorm. Oh, okay. Probably so. a good thing. Uh, it was. Uh, although, did you really college unless you had an existential crisis and took a few laps around the quad questioning your life choices? At like 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> After and, uh, not- I know that you've done it in other ways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. Many of them. Yeah. After not sleeping, trying to fight with this absurd Excel program that's just for psychology majors which was the absolute worst and uh it was it was a bad time it was a bad bad time but I got free coffee free coffee is good which I also got free coffee yesterday because I was a I was being a dumb dumb and forgot my um card in my pants pocket from the day before so I need to leave like a 40 dollar tip for those Starbucks people they were beautiful and I'm so grateful that they gave me my double shot dirty chai (laughs) um yeah so um we keep getting sidetracked but we thought it would be really great to talk with Mary today about um sort of the the tendency that many of us have to try and smooth everything over and make everybody feel good and what is generally referred to as people pleasing. I was trying to think about that this morning and I don't I don't know if I identify as a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. So this might this this is going to be all you. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of curious of when you felt like you started people pleasing. Um I feel like since infancy. <laughs> it's um uh it's 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 a variety I feel like so this is what happens when you went to college for psychology attempted grad school for mental health did not work out because mental health program surprisingly terrible at addressing students mental health uh Uh (laughs) uh-huh coming out with the hot takes here (laughs) so uh a combination of like 
that with self-reflecting, going to therapy, going on antidepressants, and then just kind of just trying to figure out who I actually am. Again, existential crisis. What else is yeah. new? Uh, I think we've all experienced saw- several within this last year. <laughs> yeah. So I saw something online that said like, uh, we have like the fight and flight risk, fight and flight, which is something most people know, but there's also flight, fight, flight, freeze. And then there's a fourth F, which is fawn. Yes. And that is people pleasing. It is. Yeah. It's such a cool new research thing that suddenly it's like, I finally understand my brain. (laughs) I'm a combination of both freezing and then fawning. So I don't, in some ways I handle crises very well because I had to be that person where it's like, okay, I need to get everyone's shit together. Tell Mm -hmm. them what what needs to happen. But most of the time when I'm confronted with the conflict, I'm just like, I don't want to, can we just, okay. If we just do this, then will you be happy? Okay. And that's something most retail workers feel like because the customer is mm-hmm. always right which is bullshit mm-hmm. uh-huh <laughs> yeah our our collective united states society tends to encourage the fawning response to a crisis um unless you're a naturally assertive person and would and usually male you are encouraged to have the fighting response yeah. i'm i'm i think a a, a fight flight I, I was more fight earlier, mm-hmm. um, but I think as I've, as I've grown, I, I still have some of that flight. Um, my response to conflict is to just get, get out and get away, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not, I'm not a fawner. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your life is probably a lot less differently complicated, I should say. <laughs> Yes. Defin- definitely different complications. Yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> there's good and bad to each one of these conflict resolutions. Oh yeah. They're and not, not healthy. They're not healthy. No. <laughs> they're meant to this be. This is why we're in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's meant to be what your body and brain do when you're in front of a huge life threatening risk. Mm-hmm. And, well, and it, it is funny, though, that that because I saw where you were going with that, Mary, and, and I mean, I appreciate how you were trying to kind of smooth that over. But um, <laughs> um but uh, I think that it is interesting, though, that we have this like um, grass is always greener, even for this situation, because in my head, too, I'm like, man, if I could be a fawner, if I could just try to smooth things over, maybe my life would be so much easier. <laughs> Um, instead of being like this abrasive bitch. Um. Uh, um, I admire that because um, I have a very, very strong self-preservation gene, Mm -hmm. I guess would be the word. And it just comes from like years of like past traumas and like just wanting to survive. And I'm just like Mm -hmm. not create conflict because every time I ever try to speak out 
or do anything to stand up for myself, I was usually punished for it. So that was, it was a coping mechanism to Mm -hmm. like avoid further damage to myself. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess if I can ask this question, how much of that was cultural? Most of it. And also Catholicism. Oh yeah. Yeah. Girl, I got you there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The the guilt is strong in me. Anyone who tries to guilt trip me has to try really hard because my parents did a number. I love them. I will I I I doubt any of my family members are ever gonna listen to this. Yeah. But I love y'all. But there there are things that we never addressed and probably will never address because that's how our family works. Mm-hmm. Those silent Catholics. Yeah. We yeah. don't talk about also Asian. We don't talk about these things in public. So I'm bringing more shame to my family. <laughs> but you're not it's all perceived. Um, yeah. I definitely have the, like, so there's a generational difference in, um, like the way my parents raised me versus obviously there's a difference. Um, but my parents weren't, they were practicing Catholics, but they kind of like, they were kind of hippies and like, we're going to do us, you do you. Um, and kind of raised me to, to be, be whomever I wanted to be, which does cause conflict though. Cause then I've got like my grandparents, my grandma tries to pull that shame shit. And I'm like, do you know who you're talking to? I haven't had any consequences in 30 years. <laughs> Meanwhile, I had too many consequences. So I'm just yeah. like terrified despite yeah. being 31 years old, still terrified of many things. Oh, so many things. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I am a freezer or a fawner. I usually freeze first. Um, I have a very much a learned helplessness whenever I feel overwhelmed, which oddly, I had a great conversation about that to my therapist last week, realizing that I am feeling overwhelmed by the world. So (laughs) I'm now having this trauma response of shutting down and not knowing why. (laughs) Yay. It's all hibernation. Understandable. Yes. Yes, exactly. Oh, we you remember turtling. how? Yeah, oh, that works yeah. too. Yeah. It does, Mary. You remember how many naps I took? Yeah, those, yeah, those were yeah. avoidant. Yeah, <laughs> although as as a we also never slept. Forward. So oh, yeah. that too was was it That's avoidance? College. Was it avoidance or was it just passing out because one too many finals and final projects and so many mm. papers many papers so many papers <laughs> sorry china we cut you off <laughs> oh no um i was just i was just saying and we've talked about this in previous episodes but as as somebody who like moves toward and then having like a best friend who's who's oh yeah mechanism is to shut down i have i've had to be like oh katie's katie's in turtle mode i'm gonna just <laughs> we've go had this, this issue a else. lot <laughs> I just had the greatest image of like Harris like in a toga peak costume for some reason and she has like the eggshell like up top. 
He's like, somebody no. draw that. <laughs> I just come up and I knock and I wait for an answer and then I go, all right, <laughs> catch you later. Oh, You're more if somebody draws that, I will donate money to your place of choice. How about that? Max. Max. <laughs> Shout out. Eggshell Egg Harris with a little cutout top. Yep. <laughs> And now, great. and then what would China be? Um, I haven't decided kind of, yet because I haven't known her long enough. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of picturing a Charmander going like, ooh, yes. I do think I am a Charmander. That yeah. works. I don't know Pokemon that well, though. I'm Wait, does that mean I'm imposter. Squirtle? Of the three? Uh-huh. Maybe, yeah. Because you're kind of like I'm a turtle. turtle. A turtle <laughs> and things, yeah. and I also do voices. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect for an audio medium. So yeah. <laughs> I, I'm always jealous of your silly voices. Um, I think for me, my, you know, I I get easily overwhelmed because of personal back trauma, um, and I did experience domestic violence when I was young. So oftentimes that is what starts to develop the fawning mechanism is having mm-hmm. experienced domestic violence. So that that's definitely there of, I want to make sure that that outburst of anger doesn't happen by overly pleasing you. So. Mm-hmm. And yeah. growing up, you think that's normal because you yeah. don't know any better. So it's functional. It's, mm-hmm. It's fine. This is fine. Yeah, it's all fine. Yeah. And then you try and go to work and you cannot stand up for yourself whatsoever. Yep. Or you you watch American television and you see <laughs> like the very, very white 90s TV of like teenagers talking back at their parents. And I'm just like, I can't do if I do that, <gasps> the terrible things will happen what i don't understand yeah this it must all be pretend when really there's lots of people who did do that yeah oh yeah i work with a lot of them (laughs) (laughs) me too but they're you know knee high um Even I was not raised in a super strict house and some of the teenagers that I work with say things where I'm like, are you for real? (laughs) Self-preservation was very, was like a defining like thing of my childhood. It's just like, Mm -hmm. don't cause conflict. Otherwise you'll be punished in whatever way or, or uh, being told. Uh, So I'm also like a child of refugees as well. So I have like the added, like, not only will you uh, disappoint your ancestors, you'll also, you disappoint us because we suffered so much to come to this country and this is how you thanked us or this is how you behave. How dare you? All this Mm -hmm. stuff. Also, God is disappointed in you because Catholicism. So that's a lot. That's a lot for like a six-year-old to handle when she just wanted a lot of pressure. (laughs) It's a lot. 
six-year-old to handle. <laughs> yeah, and you were essentially by yourself. You do have a big sibling, but they yeah. were much bigger. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, and I was, yeah, because there's a 10-year age gap between me and my brother. Yeah, so, so essentially an only child yeah. in the way that you. And in some ways, like when I was much younger and he was living with us, um, I think he took the brunt of a lot of things because partly because adolescence is a shitty time for everyone mm -hmm. but on top of like the cultural differences the generational stuff and like my parents they did the best they could with what mm -hmm. resources they had they were not prepared to try to raise a teenager in america after mm -hmm. fleeing a war zone yeah, it would be. So, uh, yeah, they didn't get those manuals. They could they could understand like a baby. They can understand like, oh, we must feed, clean, and make sure they're warm and dry. We can handle that basic needs, and also like children, eh, for the most part, pretty hardy. You keep them fed, entertained, yeah. uh, yeah. and up until a certain point, they don't really uh learn how to make up their own thoughts and ideas and that's <laughs> when things happen and yeah. they get a bit sassy and then they're like i was not prepared for this <laughs> well and sassy in a way that like you said completely unprepared for because mm -hmm. that's a yeah. whole new like you're bringing back thoughts and ideas from school that they had never been exposed to oh yeah they're like, what is this tiny child talking about? <laughs> like, I just brought home like weird, like kid, like pop culture references. They understood like whatever was on PBS, but they didn't uh -huh. understand the other things I was talking about. Mm -mm. Like, and to be fair, <laughs> um, most parents don't. <laughs> Most parents don't. Yeah. Sorry. I got caught in the, um, my partner's making me watch all of Letter Kenny. So if you know, I want to do the to be fair, um, reference anyways. Um, yeah, but really most parents don't. I have, my whole job is to talk to small children and be, um, amicable and get them to trust me and things like that. Part of that tends to be knowing every single reference they could make mm -hmm. and they still throw me curveballs i heard of oh gosh again i'm sorry mary um, it's okay i have nieces and I, nephews i don't understand what some of them are talking about i'm like i don't i know baby shark but apparently baby shark is lame now no. i guess i don't yeah, know it's um, I, I don't understand trolls <laughs> i remember trolls from like the 90s yeah, with like the this hair one's a different. And the doll, but i don't understand the trolls of the pop i guess their name's poppy Yes. Yeah. I don't like like the flower. One of yeah. them is Poppy. Yeah. So uh, usually I get thrown when they start talking about YouTube stars. Yeah. Um, and TikTok stars. Um, that's been that's been the learning curve for me too. I just barely got Paw Patrol down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know Paw Patrol. <laughs> you gotta stick with it. <laughs> you're not allowed to like anything else. And then five minutes later, you're talking to a five-year-old and you're like, are you a Marshall or a Chase? And they're like, I watch Jacksepticon, Jacksepticeye or whatever. And I'm like, I don't even, fine. Now I have to go and do more research. <laughs> We're yeah. old. We're, We're just so old. old. 
we and we, I, and we say that and we have listeners that are chronologically much older than us um, I don't think that it's that I'm old I think it's that the, I have good taste and they have bad taste <laughs> I mean that's also the truth I mean I also questions question a lot of my taste when I was a child but it was also the 90s everything was questionable back then <laughs> that's so true but I don't know you know what you say that though and I'm starting to like have memories Batman Rugrats like that was that was no, a I, good I mean time. like aesthetically questions. yeah oh clothing bad media great yeah. um Asian auntie perm bad Oh. I don't know if you're aware of such things, but Asian auntie perm was a big thing, and my mom was part of that trend. I did not know she had straight hair until I was like 10, because the Asian auntie perm was straw. I'm going to have to, well, I don't want to Google that. Okay, so in the 90s... I don't know why this happened. So, okay. So 90s culture of Asian America or, and also possibly some of Asia. So in the Mm. 90s, we thought, I don't know how this started, but a lot of Asian aunties, uh, all women are aunties. Mm -hmm. So uh, women of certain age get their hair permed. And we all remember the 90s perm, very floof. Mm -hmm very bad mm-hmm. very stinky was it anything uh, like the karen bob is now like every no. woman of a certain age has the short karen bob right now that's no usually it's, white it's it was also like there was also the combination of the agent auntie perm combined with the mullet yes <sighs> And that was a dark, dark time. Although I have this great picture of my uncle with a mullet. And oh, it, you need to it's send now that. white. It was their prom picture and or something. And it was like him in a mullet with like the terrible suit because of the 90s. And then her, who is, she is a very tiny petite woman with the perm and the poofy, poofy sleeve. Mm-hmm. So pretty much she was all sleeve and hair. So it was just uh, polyester glory right there. The so bigger much. the hair, the smaller the hips. Yeah. Like that's, Fran Drescher was our, was, was our stylist. Yeah. And that's, it that was, was it. it. The bigger the hair, the smaller the hips. And then Kim Kardashian came along, blew my whole world apart. Yeah. Because that's who you want to emulate. <laughs> I don't care about either of them. No. And then after the Asian auntie perm faded away, thank God, uh, we got into a very bad time known as Asian pop star orange blonde hair. Mm. Is that not still happening? <laughs> I mean, that, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it started, but when things start, it starts badly. Yeah. It, and yeah. But we had frosted tips. I mean, that is also, I think the frosted tips started everything. And then, like, we were like, oh, we want frosted tips. But in order for that to happen, because we have such dark hair, we have to bleach it several times. And sometimes it doesn't always take. So we just stick with the weird, orangey, brassy 
thing. And then like, because we tend to have like skin tone that tends to emulate the color of the brassy hair, it all mm. kind of look like one giant toe, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. it yeah. looks, can, it's I, like, can I out you for a minute? Yeah, yeah, you can help me. It was a bit. Be- oh God. Oh. Yeah, I remember when you did that. Such <laughs> <laughs> a sad time. In my defense, I tried to bleach my hair so I could dye it purple. Yes. Mm. It looked good for like two days, and then it yeah. faded because that's just how dye works. Mm-hmm. And it faded to like this reddish color, which was okay. And then it faded to like this weird orangey light brown blondish weird combination and I also forgot that hair grows so I had like three <laughs> inches of, of black roots coming in it was and my hair was also oh, very, you were doing the Billie Eilish before Billie Eilish was doing I know I was I was tr- there there are pictures somewhere deep in the Facebooks of my atrocious hair um with the three inches of black roots coming in and it just looking dead and fried and I mean that's what college is for if nothing else (laughs) that's also how I met my husband with terrible Asian pop star hair that's love I just yeah (laughs) that happened at the same time (laughs) that was a bad time I thought at least you know he'll love you through anything exactly yeah he also loved me through a kidney stone so oof yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so can I can I bring this to a somewhat deep level <laughs> for a hot second? Just for a hot second. Oh, well, it made me think when you were talking about your mom's um, hair in the '90s. It made me think about people pleasing and cultural assimilation too. Like there is an element of that survivalism too when people feel that pressure to assimilate to the majority culture and it's all people pleasing. Oh yeah, like that's the majority of Western beauty industry is for the longest time, I thought I was a freak of nature because no one looked like me on TV except for Trini on Power Rangers or that one Asian chick on Barney. There's always one token Asian in every single ensemble TV show, except for Friends. We don't talk about that. Um, oh my God, you're right. No, wait. There were no Asians in Friends. Is, no. Ross's girlfriend. I don't remember that. So this is, I shouldn't be arguing this because <laughs> yeah. it was a shitty, like, not Yeah, having one token show. Asian is not a good thing. For, like, <laughs> it, it's not a, a good star. thing, but there was one. For, like, <laughs> how, her name how, was Julie. How much, how much screen time did she get? How, did it pass the Bechdel test? Did it? Well, well it, she was Ross's girlfriend, so definitely not. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, because Ross is the worst. Uh, but also, like, she probably had, like, three three words at most (laughs) she was in several episodes again i'm not trying to i'm I'm just trying to give you the facts guys information give you all the facts you're you're making a terrible argument (laughs) 
I liked her. I liked Julie. I um, I have a very very specific because this is what how the Asian community works is like anytime like fresh off the boat was huge for us. It was like oh my god, Asian TV show on network TV with all Asian cast. I will. We are obligated to watch. And thankfully, it turned out pretty well. Same with Crazy Rich yeah. Asians um, and the current bo- slight boon in Asian American media, I guess. But then it's the pandemic happened. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, that will combine with this. Uh, I don't know if this is how other Asian Americans feel, but like anytime like big Asian American thing like goes through like in media books I'm like I must read this to support the community (laughs) because in some ways it's like a lot of uh, especially Asian Asians in the arts not very encouraged because mm, a lot of our of the previous generations they just want security hence the Asian stereotype of you must become doctor lawyer or scientist or accountant because mm-hmm. stable, theoretically lucrative. Theoretically, yes. Yeah. I do, I do, I, I need to like publicly apologize to Mary for, <laughs> I, <laughs> because no, that is totally valid, not having representation. Absolutely. And especially in huge TV shows that the entire world is watching and everybody's fawning over. And then you're like, well, fuck me, I guess. And also, um, um Friends wasn't that funny. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Pivot. That's the only thing. And I like Phoebe. Yeah. That's basically it. <laughs> yeah, because she was the weird one. Yeah. But I mean, like, yeah, it's that thing where it's the it's it's in the it's in the public eye. And that was also what everybody was using to like like the the Rachel haircut. Like that's what everybody was using to oh, yeah. be be American was like they were copying them or Seinfeld it was like friends Seinfeld and me I'm just like I don't understand this it's just a bunch yeah. of white people arguing and nothing About interesting white people shit. <laughs> also like why are they arguing about like things it, 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 mm. As a person who naturally doesn't really argue about anything, that makes zero sense. <laughs> that also is, I, I also didn't understand that, but also it's like, why is this a problem? I don't get it. Right? Am I missing something? And obviously the thing I'm missing is growing up white. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. But to highlight and summarize, everybody go find little shops that are run by non-white people yes Mm -hmm. they usually have like hidden gems and it's oh absolutely and or the weirdest things that you will buy because you just have to yeah but because there's so many more white people go go do that (laughs) yeah and we should definitely be supporting um asian americans right now because i mean always but particularly right now because there's be some scary shit happening in the it's, world. It's a bad time to be Asian American. We get like this great like boon in like media of like, ooh, complicated Asian characters in TV shows, movies, 
and then the pandemic happened and specifically the president happened yeah yeah the president was bad for many things but especially the asian american community yeah (laughs) and in many ways it's i don't want to like take away from the black lives matter movement but it's something that we have been talking about in the asian american community for a long time it's like our concerns and anger has have been ignored for so long and then six asian women are murdered and now everyone's like oh my god i never realized and it's like it's been happening since the 1800s when chinese americans were being killed while building railroads Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's been happening and no one's been listening until now yeah just get swept under the rug i mean asian americans were not considered citizens and allowed to vote until the civil rights movement so Mm -hmm. we owe a lot to um the black community in solidarity so yeah mm-hmm. at the same time it'd be nice for a few more shout outs yes yep for lack of a better way to say that yeah some solidarity within because we've been shouting at people mm-hmm. and now they're listening finally i guess i don't know it's it's in a backwards kind of way yes <laughs> yeah yeah uh and I still feel like somewhat conflicted of like when people, um, I understand their their heart is in the right place. I will give them that. But like when they say, I like when they apologize to me, like randomly saying, I never knew like things were, I, I, I've always treated everyone with love and respect. And I'm like, I understand your sentiment and you're very sweet to say that. And I know you're not part of this huge, issue within white supremacy and things like that but in it's it's just it's just a lot to put on to a random asian person you see yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's that's that right white fragility that is problematic because it it puts it it again takes away from the actual message and makes it like feel like i'm not a bad person right like tell me i'm not a bad person um and it's not like it's not about us and it was just like I understand your sentiment and I and I thank you for like being thoughtful and Uh and like reaching out to me even though I'm just working at the front desk here but (laughs) (laughs) um very sweet I understand where you're coming from but maybe like instead of just saying stuff that's very kind, maybe like put that effort towards like donating money to various um, uh, Asian community stuff. Um, Go to one of the very many um, Asian grocery stores and businesses. Go- Which are so good. Support (laughs) your local restaurants, especially uh, ones run by Asians because like Mm -hmm. they've taken, uh, some of them t- have taken quite a hit because of the pandemic, because racist ideology of like the food is poisoned and it will give us corona. Yeah, reality, I was not surprised when the ones near me just were shut down for months and months. 
I was really worried about them because, you know, their family is always there in the restaurant and like, I hope you're okay. And should be okay. It's just, especially, um, like it's already hard to be a restaurant owner. That's not a big chain, but especially, uh, like a little one where it's just like, they survive solely off of like the takeout orders and, um, and they've taken a hit because racism and also like some of them are scared to like conduct business because they don't want to be harassed or or um honestly killed yeah 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 it's awful that people have to think about that when they go into work yeah Yeah. and also always go to the asian nail salons because there's an abundance of them yeah. Oh, I wish I, mm-hmm. so I have this like thing where with any services, like nail salons, even hair, like I got my hair cut recently. I feel so uncomfortable having people do, <laughs> do those things. I, like, I'm like, I can paint my own nails. I don't want somebody else to paint my nails. Yeah. It's an, uh, it feels like an uncomfortable hierarchy yeah. to me. Um, um but the nail industry in, at least within the Asian, Vietnamese community, especially, um, I only know this because I'm Vietnamese and I have a few, quite a few family members um, who work in the um, cosmetology field. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the reason why there's so many Asian owned beauty salons, especially nail salons, is because there was this actress who came to one of the refugee camps with and taught them like how to do nails and hair. And it's like in many ways, um, being in the beauty industry is recession proof. People are always gonna need their mm-hmm. hair cut. People find ways to like treat themselves a little bit with like getting their nails done. It's like, okay, I can't get like the fancy fancy TV, but if I want to treat myself, I can treat myself to a pedicure, things like that. So those, in many ways, those jobs are recession proof and like, People who work in those—I hadn't thought about work in those fields—are are very successful if you do it right, like and very good. Yeah, no, they can Ooh, definitely yeah. do my nails better than I can. Do them. <laughs> but I've always that had the and... feeling that like that was a rich person thing to do, and like I'm not a rich person. <laughs> um, but it's but just like it's, a, it's a job it. that's recession proof. It's it's yep. gives them security because people are always going to need their haircut. They're always going to need. Yep they're always going to find a way to like treat themselves to like a pedicure, uh, a waxing, things like that. So just like a generic manicure is, you know, it's money, but considering some other self-care things you could do, it's not as much as other things. Right. So, right. So, Yeah. Thank you for that. I hadn't thought of it. Yeah, of no, thank you. That it's, was really insightful. It's a recession because uh, people are always going to yeah. need haircuts. True. They're going to find a way to get that fancy beard trim to do all that. So <laughs> fancy beard trim. So, all so that stuff. So <laughs> I, if I may derail us a little bit, I got, again, irrationally upset when my partner shaved their beard. Um, oh, mine too. I but got. like it was because it had gotten so long that it was like 
getting in the way of the mask and not really oh yeah yeah oh yeah okay that's fair that's fair yeah so I'm like oh. but you can't trim anyway I mean, uh, yeah no what... I don't think he trusts himself trimming he just it's it's either all or nothing apparently <laughs> he's, he's not much of a a groom groomed individual he's more of a lumberjack um traditional lumberjack not a um you know whatever you call it hipster version of it mm. mary did you have anything else on your i know not to <laughs> out you but i know that you had a list of my, that you my notebook <laughs> also yeah. um i don't know if harris remembers uh with no, i know she knows my love for stationery but mm-hmm. i don't know if she remembers like my love of buying notebooks and never using them or only yeah. using them sparingly so there's just they're just scattered around my house of like partially used notebooks because I forget them. And also, and that was something that we shared an obsession (laughs) both of us shared. And thankfully I have reduced that significantly. And in fact, I have used some more things than I would have in the past, but yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, the love of stationery. Yes. I mean, to demonstrate the issue i understand this is an audio medium but i will say okay so i have i bought this like hardcover like dotted grid notebook thing with the little thing Mm -hmm. um i originally bought this because for some reason it got into my head that i should start bullet journaling Mm -hmm. as you can see i think we've all been there started bullet journey I made the cover page and then I stopped (laughs) so I ripped that page out to hide my shame (laughs) and then turned it into like this weird like journal slash um things I should reflect on to bring up either in therapy or I guess in this podcast so but when group therapy i don't know yes i guess i don't know group therapy no it's not it's not when i oh so when katie harris first told me uh or kind of coerced me not really coerced but she was like when are you gonna be on the podcast and i'm like oh no you didn't you didn't get an option i just told you okay so (laughs) there was also this notebook i kept at at my bedside because I came up with this great idea after having a nap, after talking with you over Zoom uh, <laughs> during my Christmas vacation. Yeah. And it had my original notes. But then I lost uh, lost this notebook because oh no. possible ADHD that I don't know if I have because getting diagnosed is impossible as an adult. Actually, yeah right now in general but especially as an adult and because in health insurance says you can get the consultation but you can't get the testing and testing costs several hundred dollars and mm-hmm. i'm just like well fuck you yeah <laughs> so yep. and then i found the notebook again because it was buried under several books against my bedside table also mm-hmm. another thing a possible adhd is having multiple things piled everywhere because you don't feel like doing it right now, but you will get to it eventually. (laughs) 
definitely. And along with various house projects that are somewhat still in the process of being done after moving here for two years and yeah, never completing that 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 one project there and haven't fixed the garage door opener and changing the code and um and still haven't but your husband's for <laughs> yeah yeah he keeps me accountable thank god that is good <laughs> yeah so because after a certain point he gets sick of looking at it and he's like Mary yeah. really <laughs> yeah so to kind of circle back a little bit on the whole reason why we wanted to talk about people pleasing is because it does have a lot to do with the fear of rejection. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. So I think I'm curious of, and this might be something to explore in your, with your therapist, but I guess I'm curious of sort of the connection there of what, what do you fear if you think that you stand up to somebody and then get rejected because of it? Um, so people pleasing, I just want everyone to like me because, yeah. <laughs> um, so. we just want to belong. I think that's something that's universal with any mm -hmm. person. They just want to find some place to belong. And, uh, because growing up in a pretty weird white suburban, very, the Asian American community here is very small. And in the nineties, mm -hmm. everything was white. And mm -hmm. the self-loathing that comes with uh, growing up as a 90s kid, seeing everyone on TV not looking like you. And, and, and plus uh, the triple threat that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, for a long time, I wished I was white so I could just blend in. I wanted mm -hmm. blue eyes. I wanted blonde hair. I did not want to look like me because no one looked like me so I didn't have anyone to compare with like oh it's okay to like look like this and because this was before Lucy Lou happened mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah so the the instinct is to overly be kind so that you will be accepted for other reasons so it's like that's <laughs> I have a uh, overcompensation coping mechanism of being the funny one. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is the truth. One, I am funny. Two, I am the funny <laughs> one. In all of my friend groups and work groups, I am the funny one. Because in order to become the funny one, you must have a lot of dark darkness in you. Yeah. In order to cope really with that. Great self-deprecation <laughs> jokes um yeah definitely you yeah. suffer so you must cope with it and to cope with it is humor yeah exactly mm -hmm. and I know that like for myself I, I'm in a lot of ways it has up until most recently but I still struggle with it the people pleasing at work is part of work a lot of times is confronting people about the things that they should be doing. And the idea that if you do that, if you do say, Hey, so you really should be doing this, you know, right now, they might say, well, fuck you. I'm out of here or mm -hmm. fuck you. I'm never working with you again, or yep. you're fired or yep. all the terrible things we tell ourselves. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, yep. 
Yeah. And uh, like, yes, that's a fear that we all have, but then, you know, thinking about it rationally, like here in a safe space with our thinking brains, how likely are those things to actually happen? Right. (laughs) But then like, there are experiences uh, of uh, like, trying to stand up for yourself and it completely backfiring and oh, yeah this was a bad idea i will never do this again protect turtle it's hard because that one or handful of instances where truly you standing up for yourself does equal being rejected suddenly becomes like sirens in your brain when there's a thousand other times where that didn't happen because that's how our brains work Yay, we're just they like highlight we, the negative. They hyper focus on that one time. Yep. It'll haunt you forever. Mm-hmm. And then, like we've discussed previously, is that, you know, then you're scared to put yourself out there, which then has all of these other negative consequences. Because then you can't experience the good stuff if you don't put yourself out there. But that's terrifying. I know, which is why <laughs> dating is terrible. Oh, Which is I, why you got married. And <laughs> also, like, I accidentally found my husband. So. Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds like like I found him, like, in a dumpster like, somewhere. On a sh- <laughs> He's a raccoon. <laughs> He's actually a raccoon in a dumpster. Yes. He's a and fine, and so. I feed him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. He around. Yeah. <laughs> although you are a really good cook at least from my memory yeah. of it yes yes so. i i'm the funny one and i feed everyone you do so mm-hmm. i learned that from my mom because she shows love with food <laughs> also yes. you're, in a, you're you're also like even if we weren't doing things over zoom it was you're still like geographically far away <laughs> well listen when we've all been vaccinated you're gonna come over and just yes. use my kitchen to feed all of okay. us Okay, that's we'll have like a company dinner for like our second anniversary. Um, (laughs) There you go, and we'll invite all of the guests we've ever had. Yeah, and Mary will be the caterer. (laughs) I'm okay with that. Just pay me. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I've you know in my brain, if I ever got married, Mary is going to be the one to like organize shit for me. No. Planning my own wedding was awful. I never want to do that ever again. <laughs> like my brain caved into itself. Oh, that's why I don't want to do it. But instead, I think I'll just of- make you the caterer. <laughs> I mean, I'll make your cake. I can do that. Perfect. As long as it's not with, although I have, I, I, I will stop at like no more than certain number of people I have to feed with cake because that's fair. There's only so much oven. Yeah. I think that's like another difference too, and not to go on forever and ever because I know that's we're coming fine. up on two hours and I do want to go for a hike today. Um, but uh, like it's little things like that that I'm noticing are differences in personality because like I'm the type of person that whenever I've talked to Zeb about like wedding planning and stuff, I'm like, potluck, fuck it. I don't <laughs> care. It's my day. <laughs> so not a people pleaser. Oh, like, you've never I been to an Asian wedding then. You've never no. been to an Asian wedding then. I've not. My I've, entire I've been to, I think, two weddings. My my entire wedding was mostly people pleasing. 
<laughs> it, that's why like I don't I'm it, not into it <laughs> if it was up to me I would just been like just give me the piece of paper and we'll put all the money we would have spent on this wedding on dogs and a house <laughs> and a great vacation uh, it's well, come up multiple times Zeb and I were hiking one day and I saw like a waterfall and I was like this would be beautiful like let's get married here and then it's like well how would people get up here and I'm like people I don't who needs people? what are you asking me you just need a person to sign off on the paperwork that's yeah. that's it really but sometimes the paperwork comes with extra costs, especially for an Asian wedding. Again, my references to crazy rich Asians. If yeah. you want an idea, a proper idea of how Asian weddings are, that's pretty accurate. My cousin. I do need to watch that movie. That's my cousin, nice. her wedding, uh, my wedding guest was about like a hundred some odd guests, maybe a little bit more. Her wedding guest, <sighs> her wedding guest, 300 plus and that still wasn't all of the guests that her parents wanted to invite they were considering mm -hmm. a second reception i think the people that i would invite are in this zoom call <laughs> that's fair <laughs> um but mary I'll, you're welcome to come <laughs> okay i'll make your cake too but again asian community very small so we become yeah. like adoptive like aunties and uncles so, so like you gotta you invite must, the whole community you must invite the entire community from the entire country <laughs> otherwise <laughs> and i mean so like i get i see i do see the the struggles that you're talking about with like the the kind of collectivism um and like the shame and the pressure that it puts on you but i still have this issue where like i feel like the asshole who doesn't care about anybody <laughs> at a certain point i really was like i don't want this wedding just give me the piece of paper mm -hmm. just give me the piece of paper um yeah you must invite the entire community because there's just like we must stay together we must it mm -hmm. we must gather partly because we must celebrate but also like it's a good way to like reconnect with people who like uh, moved out of state and things like that and like kind of just be like hi remember us we will protect you from things but, and yeah it's also is really nice but yeah. it's also a lot of fun because um my husband who is not asian has experienced the got to witness the thing known as the white person table <laughs> that's not what i don't know what i was expecting but it wasn't that <laughs> there were a lot more asians than non-asian people and what happens often in asian american weddings is there's just like all of these people who are uncles, aunties, actual uncles and aunties, uh, adoptive uncles and aunties, and the like the corner of friends that are not Asian. And if you happen to be marrying into a uh, non-Asian family, that's that that small corner right there. Yes, yeah, so the and, five people that and they are get in. to experience what I experience every day, which is being the only. Yeah person and having no context 
to anything. <laughs> They're just like, what is happening? I think okay. I think I experienced that the tiniest amount when I went to a friend's baby shower. Um where their family is originally from China. So <laughs> I got stuck with a bunch of their coworkers that and then the rest of the tables were all family and full um, of Asian aunties who are gossiping and others. <laughs> Cuz that's the truth. They are gossiping mm -hmm. and you don't understand in some ways even the neighbors don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, just assume they're gossiping and possibly about you. <laughs> possibly about you. Possibly about that other, uh, about the time where they were not invited to so-and-so's wedding. Oh, <laughs> how dare. How dare. That, how dare. <laughs> because that was an actual conversation at one point in the past that I overheard mm -hmm. with my parents. They were like, they did not invite us to the wedding. Or they were gossiping about the wedding and whatever flaws <laughs> Although in one particular case, they had a valid criticism, which was there was no cake. Oh yeah, that's, is that the plastic cake? Yes, that was the plastic oh, cake. Oh, the plastic cake. Why would you have a plastic cake? You have a, a, wet, a wet wedding reception and Asians, we don't really dance or party. We're here for the food. Yeah. I feel that. So we just have multiple courses of food for the reception. Mm -hmm. So you have this amazing dinner. I wasn't at this wedding because I was sick. So I didn't get to go. And because there was no cake, I didn't want to go now that <laughs> I think about it. Yeah. Cake so, so like there was this gigantic banquet of food, all this food. And then, like, they had, like, this beautiful cake there. But the cake turned out to be a lie. Portal joke right there. Um, yes. It was just a display it cake. A lie. And it, it would have been That's worse fine. than not having a cake. It, yeah. it would have been fun if, like, they just brought out, like, sheet cake from, like, the back that they were just mm -hmm. going to cut. Whatever. You do you, boo. Wedding cakes be right. expensive. Um, but there was no cake. No dessert whatsoever, not even fruit, no nothing. So like all the small children that were at this wedding, oh, no. <laughs> they see the biggest cake of their lives and is their first time ever, possibly ever experiencing severe disappointment. There were many tears, possibly also for my father as well, because he was also upset. <laughs> Now the next time I go to a wedding, I'm going to gossip about this wedding yeah. that I was not invited to, didn't go to. How I dare mean, they not have real cake? In some ways, I don't remember who this couple was, but this, this the lack of cake is infamous within our whole family community here. I bet they get divorced. We know... We may not remember which wedding it was, but we know what happened. <laughs> especially, especially if you are a parent to that child because they had to console this, this meltdown that is happening. They had to stop at McDonald's for an ice cream on the way home. <laughs> Just for the ice cream machine to be broken. 
or be like or like have like grandma be like don't worry we have cookies at home but in reality those cookies are the terrible like coconut tea wafer things at every single like asian market and they just taste sad she opens her cut her cookie tin and it's sewing supplies (laughs) (laughs) that was also my life like you think (laughs) i mean resourceful yes but also disappointment disappointment and also like opening the fridge you open this container which is something but it's actually something else it's like you think mm. it's cool whip but it's leftover stir fry yes definitely yeah so well something tells me we need to invite you back when we have a new topic yeah okay i i'm more than happy to come back i'm fun yep you are fun. I'm, I'm, I miss you. I miss that. you too. Listen, we're, we... we're hiring out in Vermont. So I don't. We sure are. I don't. I bought a house. I'm kind of like I obligated know. to be here. No, how dare you? <laughs> well, that sounds like your fault. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, I've like, I'm my parents here. And also, like, I don't ever want to move ever again <laughs> fair that's fair i'm just like i'm just I gonna keep guilting you this for being house. so far away i will die in this house i'll come to you to visit once it's okay. safe again yeah. but i don't want that's to just... move ever again i will die in this house i refuse oh i might die in this <laughs> because i don't want to move um but i do want a house anyways <laughs> so before we spend our entire evening chatting as enjoyable as it is Mm -hmm. i can't remember i went last right you did go last Uh, so adulting wins adulting wins i don't know man i (laughs) i finished my tattoo but that's not even on me that's on aubrey she finished my tattoo but 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 you you had but you need time to get it done I made time to get it done. That's right. I did. And I got my haircut, actually, that I really didn't want to go and get my haircut, but I needed to. I had four inches of fried Ooh. hair. Um, and I now I only have two inches of fried hair because my adulting fail is that I'm a big baby and I wouldn't let her cut more than two inches of hair off. So yeah. um, it'll grow back. Yeah, you did earn that tattoo. Like, it's not like you just threw money at it. You were helping a friend, Mm -hmm. and then thus earned your tattoo. Yeah, everybody go to Long Trail Tattoo. She's awesome. She is. Yeah, and occasionally you might hear from China telling you that no, I can't. (laughs) Long Trail cannot do a piercing under the mask. (laughs) I was about to say, actually, don't go to Long Trail Tattoo because we're not booking tattoos right now. Um, maybe by the time you listen to this, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, already, yeah, that was my that was my win, I guess. I don't know what just happened. So in uh response, I guess, to the people pleasing theme, because of how my week has been going, it's been very, very stressful. And at certain points, I was just like, I I de- developed an attitude of fuck you. Yeah. Because I was just like, you know what? I can't, with the way things are going right now, how dare you be awful? 
So I had to go to Office Max because um, the printer at work died. So we couldn't make more copies of packets for COVID vaccinations. So Mm -hmm. I ran there. And because I know how to talk to Xerox machines, I could easily do that because I used to work in that Office Max. So there was a Karen. There was a Karen Uh there who was being absolutely awful to these employees. And I told her to fuck off. Yeah. It also helped that I was wearing medical scrubs. I am just on staff, but it gave me a sense of authority. And (laughs) by default, you're a lot nicer to people who are dressed in in medical scrubs. Especially right now, yeah. I just wear them to fit in with the staff. And also, (laughs) so many pockets. I love them. But (laughs) I love wearing scrubs because there's so many pockets. But also gives me a sense of protection because how dare you and if you're not gonna tell someone off who's currently wearing scrubs even if they are just answering the phones but they don't listen know that. that is also <laughs> extremely important i love our administrative staff where i work i could not mm-hmm. operate without them so we are yeah. vital but also <laughs> like me telling off a karen a random Karen, a random white Karen. Yes. <laughs> Given the current climate of being Asian American, oh, it, it must have it, felt amazing. It, I felt powerful and also a little scared, but very powerful. <laughs> the oh, employees were like, you. the employees were like, oh my God, thank you. <laughs> Oh, so I'm glad I made their day a little bit easier. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, I'm just here making COVID vaccination packets and you're there being an asshole. So fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessary. Um, I don't know what my win is other than I was fought over by two cats this morning. Oh, that's <laughs> a win. <laughs> Um, my roommate's cat had managed to jump on me first and then my older cat that has no problem trying to intimidate the other two wanted to lay on me as well so she did her normal intimidation tactics because the younger two were afraid of her Um, she jumped up and got almost touching the kitten (laughs) and just kind of plopped herself down and then just waited until the kitten was uncomfortable and left (laughs) That's also, so um, relatable. I relate to that on a spiritual level. I am that yeah. kid. I just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I can't move. Like I want my cat to know that I love her and that I always want to be petting her. But at the same time, I also do like the kitten mm-hmm. and she deserves pets as well. So I wasn't mm-hmm. going to force the issue of you get off of me. Plus, it felt nice to be fought over. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So, thank you. Thank you, Mary. Thank Thank you for having me. I'm more than happy to come back. Yay! Mm -hmm. Love you. Um, Thank you to our beautiful, wonderful engineer, Shutterford Burnell, um, as well as Jacob Hurd Burnell, our lovely artist that did Mm -hmm. our um, the image that you see. Maybe he can draw you in a Togepi costume. Yes. 
I probably have to pay it, but yes. That's fair. <laughs> pay your artists. They do services. Yeah. They do. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's JHB Illustrations on thank you. Instagram. Thank you, China. I'm always terrible at that. And thank you to Nick Wood, as always, for our intro music. Yeah. Fellowship Slinky on Instagram and Gang of Thieves. Check out Gang of Thieves. Yeah. Um, and thank you, you know, the gymnasium, Melissa Cox. And thank you to those of you who are contributing to our Patreon. Yeah. Um, we love you. Our, our and Patreon. nobody else. No. Thank you to nobody else. <laughs> no. Not even to you listeners. Mm, <laughs> we love you. We love you. <laughs> we love every single one of you and are very grateful for the, yeah. the time that you allow us to take out of your day. Um, yeah. Bye. Bye.